the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The number one best way to build up your faith is through the Word of God. It's through the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. You know, in our children's ministry, the, the young children sing a song uh, that, that goes, um, Read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. And it's true. It's a simple song, but it's true. If you read your Bible and you pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow. Jude writes his letter to encourage believers to grow in their faith. It's not an easy journey. But you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and gifted the Word of God to guide you. And remember, as Pastor Dan recites the words of a children's song in his message today, Read your Bible and pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. These words may be immature and written for kids, but their meaning holds true. Spend time with God and grow spiritually in order to fight the good fight of faith. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Jude, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Left off in verse 20, but you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And on some have compassion, making a distinction, but others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to God our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Well, back in verse 3, Jude told us and exhorted us to contend earnestly for the faith. And then he told us in verse 4 the reason why we should contend for the faith. He, He said, we need to contend for the faith because there were false teachers around who were turning the grace of God into a license for sin and denying the truth of God. And Jude spends the majority of this short letter... Uh, describing for us the characteristics of these false teachers and the results of their, their false teachings uh, in a person's life, the, the fruit that it bears uh, in a person's life who, who listens to these false teachers. 
Uh, and then now that brings us to verse 20. And in verse 20, he begins a new section in this letter, and he tells us in verse 20 to 23 how, the how, how to contend for the faith. So he says the false teachers, they're doing what they're doing, and here is what we should do to contend for the faith. And so verses 20 to 23 are really the heart of this letter. This is the practical instruction part of the letter. This is the how-to manual for contending for the faith. So if you're the type of person that likes to work off a list, these verses are for you. (laughs) You know, have your pen ready, uh, because he's going to give you a list here of what you should do, a list of how to contend for the faith. Now, uh, you know, we might think uh, or we might expect a list telling us how to contend for the faith um, might be a list uh, that is very demanding or very difficult to fulfill or to complete. Um, we, we might think that contending for the faith would require things that are just beyond our ability to do as just an average, ordinary Christian. And we, we might expect Jude to say, okay, you're, you're going to have to run a 100-mile marathon. Or you're going to have to solve a really complex math equation now. Oh, I, mean, well, I, I, can't, I can't do that. I guess I can't be the one that contends for the faith. You're going to have to get some really you know, super Christian uh, who can read Hebrew and Greek and tithes 50% of their income to do it. I, that's, I'm, not, I'm not in that 1%. I'm in the 99%. But I think what you're going to see here is... When Jude tells us to contend for the faith, and he tells us how to contend for the faith, I think the list that he gives us is surprising. It's going to be surprising to some of you. And the reason it's going to be surprising is because it's simple. It's a simple list. It's so simple that any Christian can do it. It's so simple that when we go through the list, you're going to think not only can any Christian do that, but every Christian should be doing that. In fact, as we go through these verses, some of you are going to think, well, I'm already doing that. And you're going to be able to just kind of check off the list. Well, yeah, I'm doing that already. And I'm doing that too. And that's the point. That's the point. Jude here says, hey, there's all these false teachers out there that are twisting the grace of God and denying the truth of God. And you need to contend for the faith by doing what you're already doing. Keep on keeping on. Keep on doing what you're already doing. Probably for most of you. So here he tells us now how to contend for the faith in verses 20 to 23. And in verses 24 and 25, he gives a closing benediction. So verse 20, here's how we contend for the faith. Here we go with the list. Now let me say first of all, before we go to the list... Uh, Everything that he's going to say here in these verses in the Greek, it's all in the present tense. And what that means then is these are things that we should be doing and things that we should continue doing. They they should always be present in our Christian life. So the first thing here in verse 20, he says, we should build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Here's how you contend for the faith. Build yourself up on the faith. Now here when he says on the most holy faith, he's referring to the the doctrines of Christianity or the teachings of the 
the, the New Testament. Remember back in verse 3, Jude said uh, that he described the faith that we have as the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. So it's, it's the, you know, the New Testament teaching. That's the faith that we have. And he says that we contend for the faith by, by building ourselves up on our most holy faith. And Jude uses an architecture term here. He uses a construction term. If any of you work in construction, if you've worked in construction in the past, he's using construction words here. He's talking about building on the faith, where you've, you've got this foundation. Now you're building on that foundation. You're building a building. You're constructing here. The Apostle Paul uses the same word and the same imagery in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, uh, verse 9, where he says, For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field, you are God's building. He describes us, the church, believers, as God's building. He says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me as a wise master builder. Paul describes himself as a wise master builder. He's a master carpenter. He says, I have laid the foundation, and then another has come along, and he builds on that foundation. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is the foundation of the building. And then he says, take heed how you build on that foundation. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved yet as through fire. And so here Paul uses this imagery of a building. And he says, Jesus Christ is the foundation and the apostles have laid this foundation for us. And now we're building on that foundation. And he tells us here that how we build is important. Are we building things that last? You know, gold, silver, stone, or are we building things that aren't going to last? Wood, hay, straw. How are we building our faith up? And the picture here is that of building this building. And then he says that there will be a reward for the building that we build. That in heaven, there's going to be a reward for the building that you've built. The life that you've built on the foundation, Jesus Christ. And back in Jude, Jude uses the same word. He uses the same imagery. Uh, and Jude tells us to, to keep building up your faith. Keep building up your faith. You've got this foundation, but keep building upon that foundation. You know, it's like a picture of a house uh, where you just keep making additions to the house. And you keep renovating different rooms in the house. Uh, some people, they're always working on their house. Their house is never finished. You know, they'll, they'll get it finished, but then they want to go back and remodel another room, or they want to add on another room, and they're always remodeling. There's always work being done. And, and that's what Jude's telling us we should be doing with our spiritual life or with our spiritual house. Always be building, always be working, always be building up the faith, always growing in the faith. How do we do that? How do we do that? I'll tell you the, the number one best way to build up your faith it's through the Word of God. It's through the Word of God. Studying the Word of God. 
You know, in our children's ministry, the, the young children sing a song uh, that, that goes, um, read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m. I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. It's a simple song, but it's true. If you read your Bible and you pray every day, you will grow, grow, grow spiritually. Your faith will grow. And you use the Word of God to build up your faith and to grow your faith. Uh, You know, the Word of God is like the concrete and the rebar of your Christian life. It's the building materials that you're building with. You know, and so you're building up as you're studying the Word and you're getting into the Word every day. You're building up this house, this spiritual house. Uh, you know, Peter uses a different analogy in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. Peter says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the Word that you may grow thereby. Peter says, like a newborn baby desires milk, we should desire the Word of God. Because that's how we grow. Uh, You know, a newborn baby eats every couple of hours, you know. They're eating all day and all night. Uh, And that's that's how we should be with the Word of God. In Psalm 1 it says, uh, "The, The blessed man is the man who delights in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. And so we grow by the Word. Another way that we grow, another way that we build upon our faith is through fellowship. Being with other Christians, fellowshipping with other Christians, encouraging one another, building each other up, uh, challenging each other sometimes, confronting each other sometimes. And, and that fellowship, it, it builds us up and encourages us in the faith. And so Jude here, he says, the, the first thing you should be doing, the first thing you need to do, is build yourselves up on your most holy faith. The second thing, the second thing you should do to contend for the faith, look at verse 20. The second thing is pray. Pray. Here's what he says. He says, hey, you need to contend for the faith. And here's how you do it. You read your Bible. And you pray. That's it? Yeah, that's it. No 100-mile marathon? No 100-mile marathon. No really complicated math problem I've got to solve. No math problem you've got to solve. I don't have to be faster than a speeding bullet or more powerful than a locomotive. No, you don't have to be Superman. You just got to read your Bible and pray, and you're contending for the faith. So if you're doing that already on a regular basis, check the box on your list. You are contending for the faith already. So he says here that we should pray and we should read our Bible. 
Look at verse 20 again. He says that we should uh, uh, pray in the Holy Spirit. Uh, So we should have spirit-led prayer, spirit-filled prayer, um, instead of just kind of canned, rote prayers, but praying in the Spirit. Uh, If you want to turn with me to um, Romans chapter 8, verse 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Sometimes we don't know what to pray or how we should pray. Sometimes, you know, issues in life can be so complicated that we're not really sure what what to do, what what to ask for. Uh, Other times, uh, we're so in the flesh that our prayer is, we're just praying for what our flesh desires, you know, what, what we want. And that may not be what God wants. Maybe what we want. And so it's telling us here that the, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses because we don't know what we should pray or how we ought to pray. And so the Holy Spirit will make intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. So sometimes we pray. Uh, sometimes we don't know what to pray. We don't even know what to say. We don't even know what to ask or where to even start because things are such a mess. And the Holy Spirit will pray for us. Sometimes we pray and we aren't praying according to God's will. Sometimes we're praying according to our will. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Holy Spirit says, that, that, that's, that's not what he means to say. <laughs> what he really wants to ask for is, thy will be done, not his will be done. So we pray in the Spirit. Right? That's what Jude's talking about. We should pray, pray in the Holy Spirit. Spirit-led prayer, spirit-filled prayer. Um, you know, it talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, um, it talks about how the, the Holy Spirit might even give some the gift of tongues uh, to help or assist with their prayer. And Paul, uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians that he wished that all had the gift of tongues. And Paul says um, of himself in 1 Corinthians fourteen fifteen, he says, I pray with the Spirit, And I also pray with understanding. I sing with the Spirit. Interesting. And I also sing with understanding. So Paul could pray in the Spirit. He could sing in the Spirit. But he also prayed at times with understanding. And he could sing with understanding. And so the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayer life. As we're led by the Spirit to know how to pray or what to pray, the Holy Spirit will direct us in these things. So now the third thing. Third thing we should do. Uh, Verse 21 Keep yourselves in the love of God. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Again, not a real complex thing he's asking here. Keep yourself in the love of God. That's how you contend for the faith. Now, notice here, he doesn't say, keep yourself so God will love you. doesn't say that. He doesn't say, uh, keep yourself so you earn God's love. doesn't say that. We don't earn God's love. We don't earn God's love by being good. The Bible says that God is love. That's, that's, that's His nature. He's love. And we don't earn God's love by our behavior because God already loves us. 
He can't love us any more than He already loves us. The Bible says that God demonstrated His love for us by sending His Son to die for us on the cross. That's how much He loves us. You know, for God so loved the world that He gave His only Son to die for us as a sacrifice for our sins on the cross. And God's love is unconditional. In fact, get this, the Bible says that God loves us despite us being ungodly. He loves us in spite of us. Not because of us, but in spite of us. You know, in Romans 5, 6, it says that Christ died for the ungodly. Uh, he, he didn't die on the cross for those that are good. He died on the, on the cross for those that are bad. For those on the naughty list, which is all of us. <laughs> We're all on the naughty list. We all do things wrong, and we know it. Jesus said he came for the sick, not the healthy. He came to call sinners to repentance. And so Jude here, he's not talking about earning God's love by our works or by our behavior. We've got it. God already loves us. He's already showed his love for us. When he says here in verse 21, he says, keep yourselves in the love of God. He's talking about our our place, you know, where we are. Keep yourselves in in the love of God. Now, he says that because we can leave the love of God. Not that we can lose our salvation. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we can leave the place of God's love. We can leave the place of God's blessing. We can leave the place of God's grace. We can leave the place where our relationship with God is, is, is benefiting and blessing uh, our lives, where we're no longer walking closely with Him, and so we don't see uh, his, his hand of goodness upon our lives any longer. Uh, it's much like the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. You guys know that story, the prodigal son. Uh, he left his father's house, and it says he went to a far country to live on his own. He rebelled against his father. Uh, he didn't want to live under his father's roof any longer. He didn't want to live under his father's authority any longer. And so he left. And once he left... He no longer enjoyed the blessing of being in his father's house anymore. He no longer enjoyed the benefits of living in his father's home and under his father's care. He's still his father's son. His father still loved him. Even while he was living far away from his father in a far country, his father still loved him. The relationship He was still a son. The relationship uh, didn't change. It's just that he no longer enjoyed the blessings of his father's house. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. Jude encourages you to not only know when God's word is being abused, but to stand up for the truth. It urges you to know the Bible from the moment God created the world to the beginning of life eternal with Him and without evil. Take some time today to read for yourself what the book of Jude has to share, as well as the rest of Scripture. Then you can know for sure what's true and what's being put forth as a lie. We're so glad you joined us today on Ring of Truth to study this New Testament letter with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like more information on this ministry or to continue to listen to teachings from God's Word, visit CalvaryEC.com. We'd enjoy meeting you, too. If you're in the Baltimore, Washington area, you're invited to join us here at Calvary Chapel. 
We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just a few minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. You can find out more at our website. Again, that's calvaryec.com. Would you do us a favor? Would you join us in praying for the ministry of Ring of Truth? Please pray for Pastor Dan and everyone involved in this program that we would continue to listen and respond to what our Heavenly Father has to say. Pray, too, for those listening that they would know Jesus and surrender to His love. Thanks for praying, and thanks for tuning in to Ring of Truth.